What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 98 of Geekscape. Uh, I'm here with my good buddy, William Bibiani. There's no way I'm going to mess that name up. Uh, <laughs> as you guys recall, William was recently on the show. I, for the life of me, could not correctly pronounce his name, uh, but I mess up a lot. Uh, if you've been with us all 98 episodes or less, uh, you'll know that this is the Geekscape, uh, this is the Geek Podcast that's movies, video games, and comics. We talk latest news and reviews. This is the holiday week, so William, who's we from have had LA, Santa hats. Uh, well, well, it's Thanksgiving. It's been kind of a short okay, week. We're, good. we're short on news. We're short on a lot of things, but that doesn't mean that we're going to deny you guys your geek conversation. Uh, VJ over here is manning the camera. VJ, uh, we had some fun on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanks. We, we watched some movies. Uh, we had my brother Graham, Laura, and you and I. We we had a nice Thanksgiving dinner. Um, what were some of the movies that we watched? Um, Ninja USA. Ninja USA yeah. is one of them, and uh, City What's Dragon. That? Yeah. City, City Dragon has nothing to do with City Dragon. <laughs> well, City Dragon is one where uh, Laura. Where did you pick that up? CVS. Yeah. Laura was uh, at the pharmacy, and you know those DVDs that yeah. kind of hang out. All the best action movies in the it's world like, <laughs> can be found in a bin at a pharmacy somewhere. <laughs> she she found this one. She she literally found you found the worst. That was the worst one, right, Laura? I can't imagine anything being worse than City Dragon. I didn't shop it. It was just there looking at it me. Was, right? uh, <laughs> I was just staring at you and you had a moment with this DVD. We, we watched the first 30 minutes of it. Awesome. And it was awesome. And then that movie, uh, it turned into like a, like a fucking drama, didn't it? Didn't it? Like he got a girl pregnant. <laughs> he got married. <laughs> but every scene they shot in one apartment. Nice. Like when his friend goes to the hospital, Very it's nice. a corner. It's like a white corner with like a medical poster. Yeah. Another guy goes to an insane asylum. They get him wrapped up and they put him in another corner, and there's still a <laughs> medical poster on the wall, <laughs> even though it's an insane asylum. You, all you see is the bed. Oh, you, they only shoot in one corner, and there's still a medical poster on the wall. So it's like check your intestines. And the guy's insane, and he's like, "I'm gonna get my revenge on you, city dragon." And you know, it's sad because we make fun of movies like this. They got distribution for this. You know how many decent movies there are out there that don't get distribution even? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know. She did buy it in the CVS. She did buy it in the CVS. Hey, still, still. You bought it. Someone Laura did bought buy it. Someone paid it was like, money it was for that movie. Someone and, paid money uh, for it. And the, the movie. It's got to be good. I don't know. Well, I got to tell you guys that. Uh, it's we, worth more than Spider-Man 2 to, to a home video consumer. <laughs> this is uh, episode... 98. We've got two more episodes before our big second year spectacular. That's 100 episodes. We're going to have a party, and I think we're going to watch movies all night. The first 30 minutes of, of City Dragon is going to be one of them, and then we're going to turn the movie off because it's really unbearable. <laughs> and then uh, Ninja USA, I think, should be on the lineup, as well as uh, this gem, shot entirely on VHS, Death Run to Istanbul. Uh, somebody is quoted as saying it's full of explosive action, but as you can tell, no one actually owns the quote. <laughs> it's just in quotes, full of explosive, explosive action. But as you can tell, nobody actually is claiming that statement. Having seen the movie, it's full of a lot, but not explosive action. Um, a clown does get killed in the course of this movie, though. So, <laughs> so that, is a, that is a plus. <laughs> oh, man. December 13th, you guys are going to want to be there. William, you'll be there. I'll be there. I'm going to bring some Gary Daniels movies. Okay. All right. If anyone here doesn't know who Gary Daniels is, I'm very sorry. Okay. Well, Gary Daniels is like a six foot six Kiwi, all right, who is the worst actor you've ever seen, but he's he's charmingly naive in his acting. So does he kind direct of, kind of as with well? Does he he does, direct? I don't think he directs, but here's the thing, though. He's a terrible actor. He's one of the best martial artists I've ever seen on camera. So I'm watching this movie Blood Moon on cable one day, and it's about a serial killer who only kills the world's greatest fighters who all live in the same town. And uh, Gary Daniels happens to be one of the world's greatest fighters, but he's also uh, uh, an FBI profiler okay. of serial killers. And uh, yeah, I'm watching this. It's crap. It's the worst movie I've ever seen. Your big celebrity guest star is Frank Gorshin when he's like 90. Whoa, the Rizzler. Yeah, exactly. But he's like 90 and angry. He's like, you're fire! One of those guys. <laughs> he always plays a police Exactly. Chief. He's a police, a police chief. Detective. Exactly. But here's the thing. So I'm watching this. Like, this sucks. This sucks. Why am I watching this? And then the best sword fight I've ever seen is on. Really? It's ridiculously good. It's like the guys who made the movie didn't know how to make a movie, didn't know how to act, didn't know how to write, didn't know how to direct, knew how to put together a fight sequence. The, the one Amazing. thing that I got to tell you is... Nothing in this movie should be good if you want to show it at the gauntlet. There should be no redeeming qualities. Then I can show you many other Gary Daniels movies. (laughs) (laughs) That'll work. Um, Uh. Guys, as part of that uh, that 100th episode, we have... um, 
the, the second annual Geekscape Awards. Last year, as you guys know, uh, Transformers won for best movie. What? How did you guys let that happen? What? Uh, we got a lot of votes in, and for some reason... What was number two? What would have been number two in, in, in last year? Uh, what, were, what, was the, what was a good movie that came out? Because when you think of our geek movies, like a super bad or like yeah, something like that. Maybe. Um, but it, Transformers was, it, was what yeah, they voted. That's, that's what they voted. That is some wacky, wacky stuff. Because people right couldn't there. have voted for Spider Man 3. No, I find that implausible. But Transformers? Uh, Fantastic Four 2, Rise of the Silver yeah. No, you guys no. you guys let that happen to yourselves. I'm a little disappointed uh, in all This of year, you. don't let it happen. I mean, it's fun, but best movie? Yeah, best movie of the year. We've got some uh, categories here that you guys can vote on. Go to the Geekscape website. Uh, email me your ballots at uh, Jonathan at Geekscape.net or Jonathan at JonathanLennon.com with the subject heading Second Annual Geekscape Awards. Just don't let Transformers happen again. We've got. Is, is it also in the running this year? No, no, okay. no. This is this is 2008 only. So it's it's best episode, best guest host. <coughs> Feel free to uh, start campaigning now. You got two weeks. Best show moment. <coughs> you just punched me in the face right now. <laughs> uh, best movie. This is where we need your votes. Best comic book. The best, uh, you know, comic book or a comic book storyline like trade. Like I would say, maybe action comics. Uh, the 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 Brainiac storyline. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to be a corporate shill, you can say Secret Invasion. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, best audience moment. If somebody did something ridiculous, like at Comic Con, we had uh, who was that guy? Uh, Captain Mexico. That that guy was a, was garbage. Um, best Geekscape <laughs> team moment: Gilmore, Dunn, Graham, VJ. Anything they did. Favorite forum member. Uh, last year, Big Yanks won, and I think he's deserving of that award. Uh, but maybe he's got some bigger competition this year. Um, we've got the website now with features. So best uh, favorite Geekscape features writer. Somebody like. Like William here wrote this review of uh, Na- who's Nalen Palin, Adventures of a Hockey Milf. Adventures of a Hockey Milf. We've nice. also got uh, you know I, I like Jake 108's teabag prevention every Friday, it's telling you guys how to not get killed in video games. That helped me in horde mode first time out. <laughs> it did. It did. Oh it wow! Did. It really did. Um, we've also got the best Geekscape article. So if you like that article, you can vote for that. But writer and article, and then we got best video game. Um, right now, I'm a big fan of GTA 4, but don't remember the downloadable stuff like Castle Crashers. It's also one of my favorite mm-hmm. games of this year. Um, and then, of course, best. Or Braid. Don't forget Braid. Braid, Braid could kick ass. Yeah. Um, best forum thread. So, so th- there's your categories. You can see them again on the website. Definitely go to the website, check it out, throw us your vote. Um, I saw one of my favorite movies of the year this, today. I saw um, Australia by Boz Lerman, which I wasn't looking forward to, but Laura definitely wanted to see it. And I will never shy away from a movie. Especially, uh, any movie? Well, especially if somebody else is footing the bill. Like Laura's like, oh I'll sure, yeah, if someone it. else is paying, knock yourself out. Yeah, it's, it'd, be, it'd be a very rare it's movie. I would three not hours. Pay to see. And uh, when I was talking to you about going to see Australia, uh, it's a movie with Hugh Jackman and Nicole Kidman in it. Uh, you had told me that it was Boz Lerman's uh, version of like a Gone with the Wind. Yeah, like kind of epic, epic romance, you know, everything's huge. That's what I heard. You're absolutely right about that. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, cautiously, because uh, I was on the fence about seeing this movie, I went to like Rotten Tomatoes and I started looking for reviews on the movie. It had a pretty down the middle score um, that said, uh, you know, it was like a 55% or a 60%. Yeah. People were voting. You know, not so much for the movie as against it. Mm-hmm. You know, there were mixed. You'd heard mixed things. I heard very mixed things. Yeah, I heard people who loved it, people who hated it, and people yeah. who were just like. Eh. I'm one of the people who likes it. Yeah, uh, I like it quite a bit. Um, the movie starts out with uh, this this kid who they call it creamy. He's half Aborigine and half white, mm-hmm. and it takes place a couple years. It starts out like like a, a little bit before World War Two when Japan. Uh, bombs Pearl Harbor and the U.S. gets involved, and um, just before Pearl Harbor, you've got this Aborigine, half Aborigine kid, and <coughs> he witnesses Nicole Kidman's character, who comes over from England. She's really wealthy, yeah. but her husband owns this plot of land where he's a cattle rancher in northern mm-hmm. Australia, and she wants to sell it, but it's not worth any value. It's worth mm-hmm. like a sixth of what it should be, right? And the majority of northern uh, Australia is being run by this huge cattle owner 
who wants to buy this land, right? With uh, it's actually uh, Brian uh, Brown from FX. <laughs> Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> it's Brian, Brian Brown, Brown from FX. That's awesome. The main character from FX. Who's that, Smitty? And Cocktail. And Cocktail. And FX2. Yeah, and FX2. And the remake of On the Beach. So, Brian Brown is this big cattle uh, baron. And there's a big opportunity for money because, you know, Australia is going to get involved with, with Britain in the war. Mm -hmm. And they're going to go after the Japanese. But they need to feed their troops. So, there's money out there for whoever can get cattle to the shipping yards right in a place called Darwin in northern uh, Australia okay okay and that, that's where it takes place N Nicole Kidman comes from England mm -hmm. to check on this um, uh, on this piece of land that her husband's running yeah because she thinks that he's down there with women okay in the opening moments of the uh, or opening scenes of the movie she shows up uh, she's escorted to this plot of land by a rough and tough guy Hugh Jackman who, uh, you know, is kind of like a herder for hire. Mm -hmm. Do and they get along? They don't get along at all, as you know. Really? You know, it's like it's like out of Africa and, like, all these movies where they the end African up loving queen. each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the African Any, Anything queen. in Africa, basically. Yeah, anything that's, like, an epic. The Anything that's, like, a, a Hollywood yeah. epic. She's a refined woman. He's a rough and tough guy. Never going to happen. Far and away? Uh, far and away. Kidman. As soon as she uh, shows up at the place, yeah. her husband's been killed. Who plays her husband again? Her husband's in the movie for two seconds. Oh. But, but uh, her husband, she, she discovers that her husband's recently been killed while she's on her voyage. Mm -hmm. uh, he's been killed by, by a spear. They blame mm -hmm. a local aborigine. Mm -hmm. um, one of the out-of-town And the, the little kid who's a, who, who's a, who's a half and yeah. a half, yeah. is, that's his grandfather. Okay? Oh, shit. So. That's good drama. It's good drama. Yeah. They're going to lose the farm unless they get... Uh, like 1,500 head of cattle yeah. to Darwin to beat the cattle baron, the mm -hmm. guy from FX, right, to right. beat him for the government contract. Mm -hmm. Getting this government contract is the only right. way. So it's a little bit like city slickers in Australia. they got to get the yes. cattle to Darwin. Uh, he eats bacon at every meal. Yeah. He can't do that. She fires, her, uh, she fires her manager, who turns out to be a corrupt individual, who is actually uh, causing the, farm, the, the ranch to lose money. Snap. Working for the guy from FX. Oh fuck! So she fires him. She needs somebody to get the cattle there. Enter Hugh Jackman, yes. who doesn't work for anybody, but Ooh. he plays work, by his own rules. But he'll work for her. He sticks his neck he, out to nobody. Yeah, and uh, and so they 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 get off on this drive and where they mm -hmm. end up falling for each other. How far into the movie are the we cattle. at this point of your? Not summary. even half. The movie is three hours long. The first half of the movie is this cattle drive. Mm -hmm. The second half is once. The war has started, yeah. and the war starts to. And so they establish a relationship in the first half, mm -hmm. and then everything goes into, you know, is thrown into jeopardy yeah. by Australia, you know, being a part of the war. Yes. So everything's rosy halfway through, mm -hmm. and then things go really south oh, towards the end. And uh, and I just loved it. I, I, I yeah. liked the sweeping uh, yeah. scope of it. Yeah. Uh, the performances were good. Nicole Kidman, who, uh, you know, you think as a geek, you're like, ah, oh, she's not in anything I like. Mm -hmm. uh, I she's, love actually, she's actually really likable. Of course, you got Wolverine. A really great actress. Wolverine was mm -hmm. kicking ass in this movie. Yeah, there's action in this movie, and I thought yeah. it was just going to be making out on, in Australia. Well, Baz Luhrmann knows how to put together a crowd-pleasing film. He's, he's got a good sense of romanticism, not just about romance, but about filmmaking. Mm -hmm. And he can make these kind of classical things that still feel very fresh. Uh, I, I've loved everything he's ever done. And I'm looking forward to seeing Australia. Um, this is his I'm less theatrical... Is that well, his least theatrical. Well, in terms, movie. in terms of theatricality. The, yeah, no, exactly. not, not talking about like. In terms of cinematic, he, it's still here. It's still cinematic. Big. It's yeah. his biggest movie. Absolutely. The theatricality of it, because you know, you you can always see pieces of theater, as and, we, you know, yeah. live theater in his movies. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, this kind of this this now. not yeah. as much. Good, because he said he said he was kind of done with that. Mm -hmm. He said he, he he's taken that about as far as he could with Moulin Rouge, and thank Christ, because can you imagine them trying to take it further than yeah. Moulin Rouge? Moulin Rouge I love Moulin out. Rouge, but it's it's yeah it's it's yeah. tiring. And you know, it, it, you're just exhausted at the end of it. You got to just take a nap. And the know? action sequences in this movie are actually really good. Good. Um, they've got uh, and, and it's and everything's well balanced between drama and action yeah. and the relationships. Uh, the little kid plays such an important part of the movie. Yeah. Uh, their relationships a huge part of it, and you you do get. Uh, the action, but you also get stuff that like r reminded me of parts of uh, 
like the English Patient, which I like. Oh, I hate that movie. I know, but I like. Okay, it. that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> and, uh, and and at parts, I, I was said, you know what? Every year needs a movie like this. Sure. Uh, last year it was the oil film. With the, oh, there will the, be blood. There will be blood. Yeah. Okay. And you've got the sweeping epic. Sure. Sure. Okay. This is this year's sweeping epic. Okay. And, Good. Uh, and if you think one, uh, you think Oscar of... nominations uh, likely. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I would say there's a couple Oscar nominations. Uh, the music's amazing. Yeah. Because uh, in order to win this this little boy over, yeah, uh, I have to use music. Well, well, well there, there's a lost generation in Australia. Historically, yeah. there's a lost generation that was just resolved in the '70s. Right. And the Australian government just apologized for it this mm. year. Yeah. Where the Aborigines, they were forcing them to mm. uh, conform to white society. Exactly. And they mm. would they would actually abduct kids from their parents, mm-hmm. Aborigine children. Enforce them into like the church. To force yeah, the and force them to, take to, to raise them in, right. a, in a white community and like ignore that previous culture. In right? thinking that, yeah. uh, there's, there's a scene in the movie where they're telling Nicole Kidman, who wants to top the kid, it's like, well, you know, uh, it's 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 a scientific fact that an Aboriginal woman will just forget about her child. You know, Nicole, scientific, huh? Yeah, Nicole Kidman's oh, like, that. That's uh, no, no she mother forgets her child. Yeah, okay. Um, so. You know yeah. the the drama and the action are, are awesome pieces of this, and uh, there's a lot of explosions. If you guys go in there wanting uh, a good mix of both, you'll enjoy it. And uh, yeah, it was a gorgeous movie. There's one scene in the movie though during the cattle drive, yeah. where they're they're facing insurmountable odds, mm-hmm. and I felt like there was a missing reel in the film. Ooh, because they don't. It's my one slide against the sure. movie is that I did not feel that that problem was resolved to my dissatisfaction yeah. felt very glazed over right well it is a three hour movie maybe, yeah. maybe they had to cut something out you know yeah. one of my favorite it, it felt like that was cut out one of my favorite almost movies was uh, All the Pretty Horses uh-huh. with, with uh, Billy Bob Thornton yeah, directed, he directed uh, Matt Damon yeah exactly and, and there was like in, a... in Elliot from E.T. exactly yeah um, Henry <laughs> Henry something. Thomas Henry Thomas so uh, yeah so that movie apparently his original cut was about uh, two hours 45 minutes three mm-hmm. hours long and they made him cut it down to less than two wow uh, it's a shitload of movie you're gone. And you watch that movie and then you'll be like really into it. It's like really good for about a half hour. Like and I then Hancock? it feels like and then I didn't see Hancock. <laughs> I, I refuse to see Hancock. And uh, no, you're watching, it's really good for about a half hour, and then it feels like fifteen minutes is cut out. And then by the time you're getting right back into it again, it feels like an hour's been cut out. Wow. It's really, really frustrating because you can tell there's a really great movie in here somewhere. Uh-huh. And it's not like little moments. It's like seriously, it just feels like a big chunk of the story isn't being told. Mm-hmm. And there's really nothing more frustrating than that. Yeah, I you know? was. It took me about. It really took me about five minutes of going. Wait, what? 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 What happened there? Mm-hmm. To to finally pick the pace back up again. Exactly. Understand that I'm never going to get a resolution to that right. problem, and hope that maybe in the age of Blu-ray DVD, this movie will be a kick-ass Blu-ray movie. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, in in this age of uh, Blu-ray and director's cuts, I will have a resolution to that problem. Because yeah. it's kind of edited through. Yeah, and it didn't give me a whole lot of chance to catch up. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's we, we we try to cut down movies in in the film industry so that you can pl- they can play more times a day, so you can make more money off of it. But like when Shogun it comes Assassin? to Assassin, yeah, yeah, exactly. But then you <laughs> but then you're watching it, and uh, it feels longer if it's been chopped up because you're taken out of the movie more often. Mm-hmm. You know, and then again, if you're watching a movie that's in its in its complete state, it actually feels like less time. You feel for the audience member. You're enjoying it. You're completely involved the entire way through, and then it's like, wait a minute, three and a half hours have passed. Ah. Yeah, the Lord of the Rings movies yeah. never felt long to me. Exactly. Especially, I could have yeah. continued. To, I could have watched them all in one sitting. Exactly. Exactly. They were just involving and the I entire way the, through. I love the long versions of those. Movies. I tell you, Two Towers is a better version of the extended edition. The other ones, they have their pros and cons. Yeah. Two Towers, I can't. They sh- there's nothing they should have cut out of that, as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned. Is that where you you realize you know that Aragorn has the discussion with uh, Eowyn yeah, about yeah, everything? About yeah, you find you find a bit more about his backstory, but more than that, honestly, what really suffered for me in the theatrical version of Two Towers is Faramir. Mm-hmm. Faramir is because here's the thing: I didn't read the Faramir books. Is, I tried it, to it read was the played by uh, uh, David Wenham. David Wenham's the villain he's, in this. Yeah, exactly. So he's yeah, and he, and he was and he, he was in Moulin Rouge too. He was in Moulin Rouge, yeah. and he was also with Hugh Jackman in. Van Helsing. Uh, Van Helsing. Yes. <laughs> he, he's, but but you in, know who was originally this, cast in really David Wenham's role? He's in Van a really Helsing. good bad guy. Uh, Paul Hogan was originally oh. in David Wenham's role in, in Van Helsing. Paul Hogan is Crocodile Dundee. Crocodile Dundee. Dundee. Wow, everything goes full circle because everybody in this movie talks like Crocodile Dundee. Exactly. Huh. Exactly. But going on to it, no, Faramir's entire plot because I didn't read the books. I tried reading the books. They were just I, yeah. I read The Hobbit all the way through, loved it. Could not get involved in Fellowship of the Ring. It's just too slow for me mm-hmm. as a book. That's my problem. It's still, it's still a great book. It's just going to get into it. 
But um, I didn't know what the hell his deal was. Uh-huh. Why are we spending so much time on this guy who kind of sucks and his motivations are muddled? Why is he bothering to go through all this crap? And then I watched the extended edition where they had that big flashback where you yeah. find out that he is the unloved son. Right. And all of a sudden, the entire movie works uh-huh. because they added story to it. And it's brilliant and it, it's exceptional and I don't understand. If nothing else, that scene. I will oh, only the other, watch the extended version. And the other thing that pisses yeah. me off, actually, is that uh, from... Two Towers onward, from Two Towers to Return of the King, Gimli gets a bum rap. Gimli is nothing but a joke. Yeah, he becomes in two a towers, punchline. Fellowship of the Ring, he is... counting the yeah, bad guys and stuff like that. Exactly. And the yeah. thing is, you find out in the extended edition that uh, in, in uh, Helm's Deep, you know, he was having that contest with, uh, with Legolas to see who could kill the most orcs. In the extended edition, you find out Gimli won. <laughs> that makes it okay. Yeah. You know? It's like, dude, fucking badass, man. Fucking dwarf killed more people than this, you know, Legolas, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> stair-surfing <laughs> fucking bullshit, right? <laughs> Legolas, Gimli kicked his ass. And I'm like, that redeems him. That makes him a cooler character, thank God. Because honestly, but he gets he, bitched out. He gets the, bitched out the in the theatrical version. versions in particular, yeah. <laughs> that really pisses me off. So, yeah, so, you know, I don't know how we got on this big extended version. For those, for those of you guys who watch Geekscape from week in and week out, know this. Gilmore is actually six feet tall. No, he's not. He's um, seven. <laughs> seven feet tall. He's seven, and, uh, and he's jacked. Yeah. Uh, and has a full head of hair. None of those things I just told you were true. Um, <laughs> it, it's a slow uh, news week. Extremely slow. Holiday. Um, we've got, um, I heard that they, you know, they're small news, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, like, like uh, did you see the new cut of the Star Trek trailer where they have Spock at the oh, end? Oh, yeah. Cute. Yeah, cute. Um, yeah, that's nice. I still don't buy, here's the thing, I'm totally on board with everything in that trailer except eight-year-old Kirk Screaming down the desert, jumping out of a car just before shit? it gets into it. What? You never did shit like that. I don't think he ever did shit okay. like that. He okay. did shit like that on like a horse. <laughs> you know, he like jump over like ravines and shit. If he was a horse, but he's just like, I realize you want to have a dynamic opening to Kirk, but can we at least have something he can plausibly do at eight years old? That's did you watch the last much. episode of Geekscape where we talked about throwing the audience in a, in a for a loop? Yeah. No. If you make your, movie, I don't watch the show if I'm that on. Fine. If you if you make if you make your movie, yeah. that what we were joking about is. Throw your audience for a loop by putting a different genre in yeah. the beginning of the trailer. Yeah. And we said, if you start your trailer with gay porn every time, yeah. they will make... Well, you, you know, know they, they always do that with comedies. Anytime a movie starts, a trailer starts, and it's, movie and it's like, it's... in a world gone mad. Yeah. You know, anytime of that, you know it's a comedy. You just know it now. It's become understood. Even if you it's, know? you know, I, I saw the, this trailer for uh, 2012, the, the next movie from the dudes who did, uh, from, um, what's his name? He did... Uh, yeah, Roland Emmerich. It's oh yeah, yeah. I thought it, I thought it was some kind of parody of two thousand and one for no, a second. No, the movie oh, has this. Uh, it, it starts off in the um, Andes, and you've got this monk like running up yeah. to ring a bell, right? You know, and then he looks up, and you see waves crashing over the edges of the mountains. Right. You know what I mean, and it's like, okay, that is a that that's like a a sister story to the day after tomorrow. Right. <laughs> two thousand twelve mm-hmm. is like. Find out research two thousand Google two thousand twelve and you're yeah. gonna Google it. You're gonna find out all this end of the world bullshit. You think the world's actually gonna end in two thousand twelve? Fuck no. Because you know you know why they, why they say that is because the Mayans just stopped making their calendar. You ever, it never occurred to anyone that maybe they just didn't they they thought like sometime before two thousand and twelve we could make a new calendar. <laughs> you know it's it's you, you go to a, you go to a, a calendar store. They only have calendars for like two years in the future, right? <laughs> you know. You, 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 they don't need a calendar for 2020 yet. Right. That's my theory. And if we all die in 2012, boy, will my face be red. Because <laughs> it'll be bleeding. But I'm just saying, I, I think we're making too big a I deal I mean, think about it. that. It's it, cute, it, but I don't... Uh, I if, doubt it. If a, if a Mayan in, in modern day... Ooh, here's a screenwriting idea. Yeah. Um, my, my, Apocalypto my, my, 2. <laughs> a Mayan comes to Barnes & Nobles and yeah. sees the, the calendar section. Yeah. He would think we're fucked in 12 months. Exactly. That's, He's like, holy yeah. shit. They just recycle. Yeah. yeah, that is a good theory, my friend. Thank you. Um, Thank you. They did announce the uh, American cast for Poyo on the Cliff. The oh, Miyazaki that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah, guys, I, if you guys don't know, I'm a huge Miyazaki fan. Everyone in the it's world the should only, be a huge Miyazaki fan. It's, it's some of the only anime stuff I'll watch. You know what I mean? Because really? a lot of it's robo titties. A lot of it's like <laughs> robos and titties. There's a lot, well, there's a lot of crap out like there. But the thing is, in any kind of... I mean, any. I, I don't want to say anime is a genre because there are many genres within it. But yeah. it, 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 there's so, a, a lot let, of vampire shit, a lot of robot shit. Let's treat anime as a genre shit. for the sake of argument a lot for of a pedo moment. Shit? 
robot yes. shit and vampire hunter shit. For the sake of argument, <laughs> just let's treat anime as a genre. With any genre, shit. ninety, at least ninety-five percent of any genre sucks. Okay. Okay. Any, I'm sorry. Any horror movies, any kind of dramatic book, biography, you. everything with sucks. You. And we don't get a lot of it over here. We don't get most of the enemy over mm-hmm. here, so you know it's harder for us to find the good stuff. At the border. It's harder for us to find good stuff sometimes. Uh-huh. Uh, but Hayao Miyazaki is. You can't he's, argue how brilliant he's Disney he is. endorsed. You can no, but honestly, he's not even right. he's not Disney endorsed. He's Pixar endorsed. Yeah, and yeah. that makes it okay. Yeah. So John Lasseter okay. lined up people like Matt Damon. And, exactly. Uh, and and uh, Tina Fey. For this, yeah. Tina Fey. And now here's the thing: I'm looking forward. Anytime Hayao Miyazaki makes a film, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Hell yeah. It, it, I love. What's every, your favorite one? Uh, I have okay. It's a it's cross it's a tough because a lot say, of you guys may not watch yeah. these movies. But uh, you need I, to. Okay. I honestly think that uh, My Neighbor Totoro is his best film. I think mm-hmm. it's just wonderful and understated and magical. Probably the most widely accepted, too. Probably. It's awesome. But my favorite is Princess Mononoke. Really? Princess Mononoke was the first one I saw of his, mm-hmm. of his works, and that's part of it. I saw it on the big screen, mm-hmm. so that's part of it. But also, it, was, it came at a time where I had literally been bitching for about three, four months before that, that we hadn't had a good fantasy film of any kind. We've had, not, not just a good one, but a great one. Right. In like a decade and a half. But that came minimum. out near the Lord of the Rings. That came out just before Lord of the Rings. Right. Okay. There okay. You go. So uh, yeah. So I hadn't seen anything that was kind of an epic fantasy. Had a point to it, but wasn't preachy. Mm-hmm. You know, and was kind of original. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Dragonheart. Neil Gaiman wrote the, the, wrote the American, the American uh, version. I thought that was yeah. Tight script. He, he did a really good job. Yeah. Most of the casting was spot on. Mm-hmm. Ninety like ninety percent of it. Some of it was a little, but they did a good job. That's uh, Mini Driver's best role, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> okay. Uh, but no, that movie is incredibly badass, uh-huh. and most of his work isn't like that. Uh, it's it's much more, I don't want to say family, but in terms of everyone so can enjoy yeah. it. Everyone can enjoy it. I mean, the family in the best sense, which right. is a five-year-old will enjoy Widely it on a different accessible. level than a 50-year-old, but Widely they'll both accessible. love it. Exactly. Um, my so, Neighbor yeah. Totoro is great. My Neighbor Totoro is wonderful. Um, I think Spirited Away, I was a little disconnected from it because it's really Japanese. Well, it's really based Howl's on that culture. Well, Castle is probably his least... Friendly I lo- to, I, to Western. Audiences. I loved it actually. Yeah, it I thought it was extremely great. Eastern. Yeah, absolutely. You know? But I loved it. Um, How can you not love his movies? Yeah, Porco Porco Rosso. Porco Rosso is hilarious. It's hilarious. It's just an Italian movie. Exactly. Um, what I like. Uh, yeah. I remember my first. Yeah. I, I think some of you guys probably know this. I've probably said it on the show before, but but I I didn't have a lot of friends in high school. <coughs> believe it or not, uh, I went to watch my anime at the at the University of Texas Anime Club. Awesome. And they were all college kids, and they would screen anime movies on Friday night. So while my peers were out partying and discovering uh, yeah. parts of the opposite sex's anatomy, I was sitting in like the basement of a University of Texas room with yes. a bunch of dudes who don't even yeah. know parts of their own anatomy. Right. And uh, we were watching. You what know, were you watching? VHS. What were you watching? For, I mean, my, my, the first one I saw was Castle in the Sky. Lap of Castle in the okay. Sky. Was that your first anime, or was your first? That was Miyazaki. my first Miyazaki. Okay. And go that. On. Changed everything. Yeah, watching that sequence with the with the sky pirates in the in the in, in yeah, that's the, a great movie. The the little moment where the kid is playing the musical instrument on top mm-hmm. of his roof, and then yeah. it turns into a by the you know yeah. by the seat of your yeah. pants uh, chase on the on the remember the chase with on the um, train yeah with no, the tracks honestly, are falling apart. That's one of his most up, accessible films. Honestly, it, if, the, if that's a good place to start, because it starts for so small, it's really good. And then it yeah. ends huge. It ends with this city. Yeah. Floating in the sky, yeah. and the blocks are falling. It starts to fall apart, yeah. and people are dying. No, and you're watching this, and it's it's huge. It's fantastic. That and uh, and Nausicaa, yeah, were the two that I started with that yeah. just made me crazy. Yeah, the Nausicaa part at the end. I mean, first off, she's riding around on this, uh, whatever the hell she's she's flying around on. It looks like a goblin glider, um, <laughs> but just the fact that you could animate speed, yeah. like that, the way that they yeah. animated those chase sequences. Yeah. Uh, I hadn't seen anything so suspenseful in animation before. Right. You know, uh, watching Kung Fu Panda, the escape from the prison scene. <laughs> I didn't see that. There, I wanted there's to see a it. sequence in Kung Fu I heard, Panda. I heard it was pretty good. I just away. haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I still vote yeah. that if they ever bring some Mario Brothers back to the big screen, not only should it be animated, it, well, should, it should be, be animated. It should be handled by the team who did this Kung Fu Panda. Sure. It was really funny. Yeah. And it had some really great action in it. Yeah. No, I started my, my first anime thing was my brother introduced me to anime. When I was a little Want to kid. see some titties? Yeah, pretty much, actually. <laughs> no, honestly, my brother's, my brother's idea of anime when I was a kid, I mean, I think it evolved somewhat, mm-hmm. but when I was a kid, the only anime he knew was Vampire Hunter D, Akira, and Robotech. 
and uh, Ninja Scroll. He didn't know Ninja oh, Scroll. Oh, really? Or at least he didn't. He Ninja never introduced it to me. Popular, but it basically, yeah. I watched Vember and Adi and Akira over and uh-huh. over and over again. And I, I admire both those movies. But when I found Hayao, Hayao Miyazaki, I was like, oh, the plots can make sense. Yeah, he's a filmmaker. Oh, shit. He's not just. He's not just this, yeah. this movie maker because I mean we yeah. all we all started off with like Vampire Hunter D and Akira. And sure, that's just the that. stuff that hit big over here. But you know? yeah, this guy is one of the best filmmakers in the world. Absolutely, he just absolutely. If I had if I made a list of like the top five best filmmakers working today, possibly number what would one be on your list. Will be on my list. Um, well, let's see. If we're making the list, and it's got to be yeah. people who are currently working, currently working. Okay, and have put out enough movies that you can say they've had. He's enough. got a body of work. He's got a body where of it's work. Representative of a talent. Exactly. Um, well, I'd, I'd say Martin Scorsese. Okay. It's a, it's an easy one, but it's it's true. I would say Michael Mann mm-hmm. is still putting out great and interesting work. I'd say Hayao Miyazaki definitely. I would say um, Satoshi Kon. Another animator. Another. He did. Uh, what did he do? He did Millennium Actress. He did Paranoia okay. Agents. Yeah, he did Paprika. Gotcha. Uh, Tokyo Godfathers mm-hmm. uh, and Perfect Blue, which is like the best giallo. Who did, who that, did that version of? Um, who did that version of Metropolis? It came out a little while ago. Oh god, I'm gonna say, I don't. I but can't was, remember that. It was, it was really good. It was yeah. really good. Uh, I don't think I remember the other guys. So you'd have those two animators. Were. Who else? Would yeah. You uh, well, as I said, I said uh, Martin Scorsese. I said Michael Mann, and I might say Paul Thomas Anderson. Mm. At this point, uh, between Boogie Nights, There Will Be Blood, and Punch Drunk Love in particular, um, I think he's the most interesting younger filmmaker. Okay, but you wouldn't put like there. a Spielberg in there. It's like a little tricky because fa- problems. I just think, yeah, with someone like Spielberg, he's still doing really interesting stuff, but he also he's a little hit and miss mm-hmm. right now. And this is the, this is something that would be updated every time like a new movie came out. Right. You know, if you'd asked me like five years ago, I would have said the Coen Brothers. Why not now? Well, it's just here's the well, No Country for All Men, obviously wonderful, but look at what they did just before that, and like the last three movies before. Oh, you're crap, right. You when know? you start thinking about the Lady Killers, yeah, the Lady Killers, intolerable cruelty it was intolerable cruelty. Uh, okay, it's it, mm-hmm. it's not even funny, and it's like it's not even like oh, it's stupid, but it's kind of funny. It's just not funny. I was just astounded they could make an unfunny comedy. You know, now, what about you think of filmmakers? You immediately think about directors, but what about somebody like um, hmm. John Lasseter, who has his hand in a lot of people's creations over there? I don't, I don't like, know? I don't like saying that because it's difficult to gauge their involvement. Okay, it's like I, obviously would you say Brad has, Bird? Something like I would that. definitely say I, he's well, in your ten. Yeah, because he made three. I would yeah. say I would say he's definitely in my in my ten. If he'd made another film, he will. He's and making he, a live he, action movie. He will. I'm looking he's forward to it. I'm excited about it. For me, that's like four films. They have to make like four films in like okay. the last ten years for okay. me to say they're currently working heavily. Working. I once met a uh, director. I, I went to an event. Um, spon- it, when my brother was in WrestleMania in yeah. Los Angeles, they were all staying at this hotel in Universal City. Yeah, like the Sheridan up there, sure. and you know there were a bunch of wrestlers hanging out in the lobby, mm-hmm. and I went to pick up my brother, and he, you know, it takes for him forever to get him out of anywhere. He's okay. it's like, he's almost like a girl, and. Uh, and he's like saying bye to his friends and stuff and I'm leaving he's introduced me to the wrestlers yeah. and shit like that he introduced me to a filmmaker uh, who was responsible for the Dirty Debutante series and was very proud of that the Dirty Debutante series I think is uh, porno uh, and, uh, I, I think it's safe to say. I yes. think. I think he. I think what, he, what's the name of this? Of this I don't fucking know. He, so, he, he, he looked like personally. Colonel Sanders. Well, I shook his hand first. Okay, was I mean, it Max Hardcore? Did you meet Max Hardcore? It might be. He's an Ooh, older guy. He looks like he looked like Colonel man. Sanders. And here's uh, the thing. You know, when, when you're in one of those events and stuff like that, like you've met yeah. filmmakers, you go up and you and you shake their sure. hands and stuff like yeah. that. Sometimes it's as awkward, they introduce themselves. Yeah. So. I had the situation, BJ, where I was like, oh, this guy seems nice, makes chicken. And, and as I'm shaking his hand, he goes, yeah, my name is Blank. I'm responsible for the Dirty Debutante and he's series. Like, and my hand is there. I could feel the critters start to like grow up me. I felt like I was Stephen King in Creepshow, and I had just touched the meteorite. And that yeah. shit was going to grow and ultimately know, kill right? me. I know. Yeah, you know? I, I flash forward to three years later, and I'm sitting here in my kitchen with a shotgun going, that creep show used to no, scare no, the yeah, shit out of me. This. Used to scare the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, guys, if you haven't checked this out, I got to admit, sometimes I have people on the couch with me. Uh, they're my guests, and they're promoting their stuff, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, that sounds great, cool," and I never check the stuff out. Because um, he's a dick. <laughs> yeah, I'm a dick. You're like John Stewart, who says every book is fantastic. I yeah. love John Stewart to death, but he says every single book is and fantastic. I don't, know, I don't think he has time to read all those books. I think an intern's reading. Most but you of know those. what I mean? Like, like I have you people know? on the couch. They they promote their music, or they promote their DVDs, yeah. or they promote their books, and I'm like, oh yeah, great, great. Um, I don't know how much of it's good, but I will say um, for Thanksgiving, Vijay, did you have problems sleeping Thanksgiving night? 
Um, I got really tired early. Yeah, of course. The tryptophan got you. Like, seriously. So. I ate... I ate two servings in one. I ate so much Thanksgiving night that at 2 a.m. Rufus started barking, and I and I and I took him out to to go to the bathroom. I come back in, I lay down, and my stomach was just digesting throughout the night. It, I was having such an active stomach that uh, I, there was no way I was going to go to sleep. I come in here, I, I lay down on my, on this couch in my office, and uh, and I start watching fucking Bus Pirates. I've had William Bibiani on the show twice. Oh yeah, bus pirates. Bus first pirates. time was March. Bus pirates. Oh yeah, go check out this bus pirates. I could have been telling you guys. Oh yeah, go go take some heroin. I didn't know. I was none the wiser as yeah. to the quality. Yeah. Um, I start watching this bus pirates, guys. It's good, and you're in fucking makeup. I know. You're in like eyeliner. I'm in. I'm in beautiful makeup. No bus pirates. Not only is that, a but very you're... very good DVD. <laughs> you bus don't... pirates is uh, totally worth buying yeah, on DVD from www.buspirates.com. You did not bring this over. This is this is mine. <laughs> you did not bring this over. But but what's funny about this guy? This happened to be right next to my hand. This is one of the few. <laughs> it's on the shelf. This is one of the few instances where I've actually partaken in my guest stuff. Yeah. And I've been like, I can back this. Yeah, it's, it's a good little short, it's, isn't it? It's, well, it's, it's well six back. of them. Yeah. yeah. The first thing that, that it was well shot, you don't yeah. see a whole lot of shit when people say, "Oh yeah, my shit's on the web." Yeah, it's, it's usually never crap. well Even shot. Even if it's entertaining, it's, never it's well not written. usually well shot. I think. Did you meet these two kids at UCLA? How did uh, you meet these two? Okay, guys? well, there's Ben Soper and Tyler Soper, okay? yeah. and they were both film students at the same time, but uh, and they're twins, they're identical twins, and one yeah. went to UCLA, one went to USC. Motherfucker. I know, right? So rivals. So exactly. And I went to school with Ben Soper at UCLA. Uh, where I met him, we were in the screenwriting you concentration. You still claim not to be a writer, or not uh, to be an actor. Yeah, I claim to be a writer. I, I am not. I, I act, I'm, but I'm, but I'm not a very good actor. Yeah, I'll but, put you. Uh, in, I'll put you in Max Hardcore. I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll um, be a dirty debutante. Yes. Well, that one's not so bad. Okay. Um, no, but uh, no. So I, I think I'm something of a writer. I, I'm an okay. I'm thinking I'm a better performer than actor. Okay. But I, I think I, I did a decent job in, in Bus Pirates. <laughs> the thing is, I think I'm, I'm okay. Well, the first episode. Did you finish it yet? Well, the first episode. Let me yeah. take you through it. You know how, like, yeah. as I described it to you, on certain. I love how we're finally talking about certain, it. <laughs> well, because I finally episodes. watched it. Uh, on certain seasons of DVD, you know what I mean. You have to get past a certain point to be sold on it. Like right now, you're telling me that I have to get through some really Omar stuff on uh, on. Yeah, the wire, the wire really takes off once Omar Little becomes a main character. Okay, it's and, good before then, but it's like you'd love and, it. And we've that. just met Omar yeah. when Laura and I are watching it. Yeah, uh, Battlestar Galactica took off right from the beginning. Pretty much. Um, Farscape, you have to watch the first full season. Sure. I think Lost, even if you like the first episode, you have to wait until the first right. Locke-centric episode before you really like Lost, stuff like that. This, yeah. if you guys are going to Buzz Pirates or you had already, and, uh, and you're not into what you see, watch, and I don't think I'm spoiling anything because it's in the second episode, sure. but when the chick gets, kid- gets kidnapped, sure. yeah. the wheels start turning on the series. Yeah, it, it first, goes from being a flighty, It's a little outlandish. It's a outlandish, like, kind of weird sketch comedy kind of gay, kind of thing. Kind of gay, then, guy then, in makeup. Yeah, and then halfway like through the second episode, uh, the black kicks in. Yeah, the chick gets captured, yeah. and, and, and you get your backstory. And I get a very significant backstory, a very melodramatic backstory. You were of significant size. I, uh, well, most people don't know You've this, lost but the, weight, the camera adds 75 pounds. <laughs> So, um, yeah, no, I, I lost quite a bit of weight. And you're playing yeah. a guy who's like, <laughs> I'm not terribly proud job. of it. I'm not terribly proud of that yeah. flashback. But yeah, no, so we, yeah. And you're Flash- like channeling yeah. this fucking Jeffrey Wright shit, <laughs> and not, not in Shine. You're you're doing like this. You're Jeffrey Rush, but yeah, you're Jeffrey Rush. <laughs> not not where he's playing a, a piano retard. You're, you're doing. You're, Jeffrey Wright from Jeffrey Rush from Quills. No, I, Jeffrey, I love Quills. <laughs> yeah, but, take but, that. but you're going for like the, he plays his pirate captain and like, like he just doesn't stop. He's like, uh, he's just going for it. How would you do it? Uh, I, I don't. I do don't, your captain. Do your captain. Yeah. Right now he's really shy. I'm oh, very shy. I'm not. I don't like being put on the motherfucker spot. Motherfucker, choose scenery. But uh, yeah, no, I like. I and I'm. I'm extremely charismatic. They did a good job um, on this thing. No, they did a good job. They did. A, there's a lot of special effects in it that they did a really good job on a low budget. The score, I think, was really surprisingly, you know, well orchestrated. And no, it's just it's just a really solid little short series. Films. I'm very proud to have been in it. I, you I, understand I, yeah. that, that it took a near diuretic state for me to watch. I know the thing because because I'm so hesitant to watch shit online. Sure, because most of it, which is, is really so hypocritical crappy. of you, if you really think. Well, this show's not good. <laughs> Oh, 
Sit down. Ah. I was assured the show was good. They can't all be Blast Pirates. I think... I don't know why people watch. Uh, Guys, uh, comic books. I've been catching up on comics. Um, We are surrounded by boxes. I'm organizing my comics in stuff I'm selling and stuff I'm keeping. And I've got six. He points to his I've clothes. Got, I've by got the way. six more That's comics to go. They're in the hallway. I got okay. six more boxes to go. I'm almost yeah. done. Um, but I have been buying. I've been buying mm. some books. I, I sure. picked up Gigantic. That was a fucking great recommendation. Thank you very much. Um, you know, I'm liking a lot of stuff. I picked up the uh, Garth Ennis War series. I really mm-hmm. like the the Garth Ennis. A couple of years ago, came out with a series of uh, of of four war stories. Yeah. And he's really good. They at were war each really good. Reason. He just he's, came he's out with one about female uh, Russian female bombers oh, that's during cool. World War II. I didn't read that one. Yeah, and they're on the German Russian front. Yeah, and uh, they put these females uh, in these outdated planes, mm-hmm. and they send them off in the middle of the night mm-hmm. to bomb uh, German targets okay. on the front. And the, yeah. Ger- and the Germans have plenty of our, in our uh, artillery. They've yeah. got the better planes, and mm-hmm. they've got the better technology. Yeah. And these girls are in um, pl- like flying coffins. Sure. And uh, most of the characters are female, but you mm-hmm. also have characters on the German side. Yeah. Um, the, it's awesome. It's, yeah. it, it's really well done. Um, if you guys like the, the, the war stuff, Garth Ennis' war stuff is, is amazing. Yeah. Uh, this just came out, I think it's on Dynamite. Yeah. Comics, um, sure. and it's worth picking up. Uh, what the hell is the name of it? It is on the screen right now. Um, if I could, I, I would step off camera and pick it up. Yeah. But um, yeah, where is it, VJ? I, I think uh, VJ. I think there's a stack of comics right outside the door, um, on top of those comic book boxes outside the door. Well, VJ is those? gone. Yeah. We will get naked. This is the, the, just give me that whole stack. Oh yeah, there it is. There yeah, yeah. Oh fuck, I've been reading a lot of Scout too. This is it. It's the Night Witches. It's a three-issue uh, miniseries, but he's doing this whole Battlefields thing, and I think there's going to be nine issues total. Yeah. Um, there's going to be nine issues, three miniseries of three issues each. Yeah. And battle, and it's called Battlefields. And the Night Witches. That one was awesome. Loved that. Well, I, I will look forward to that. And I will look into that. You're the one guy who reads the Marvel Space stuff. The Marvel Space stuff is is here's the thing. The best work done at Marvel, and I think most people who've read a lot of Marvel comics have been aware of this for a while now. The best stuff being done at Marvel is the stuff that's on the fringes of the Marvel universe. Well, what are some right. examples of this? Okay, well, Runaways was a great, I Runaways was a great example. A, this, this Secret yeah. Invasion has been a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, parts of it I like, but yeah, on the whole, it, it's, it's been annoying. But no, um, so we've got all this crazy shit going on in the center of the Marvel Universe. We've got Spider-Man is doing really stupid stuff. We've got, I, I don't even know what Brubaker uh, and uh, Mike Carey have been doing with X-Men. I, I hear it's, it's okay. been good, but you know, okay. I just, it just, it's just a, a mess, basically. Uh-huh. So what we have here is on the fringes of the Marvel Universe, where you know, Iron Man and Captain America and Spider-Man dare not tread. Yeah. Um, they have the freedom to work with a lot of characters who don't have an enormous following. A lot of people saying, "You did, you did what to Rocket Raccoon?" Yeah. You know, no, it's like you, you've got freedom to do it. They're recognizable, but you know, you can change them and you can kill them. Right. And you can do all did these they kill Rocket things. Raccoon? They did not kill Rocket Raccoon. And thank Christ, because I grew up with Rocket Raccoon. That's He's in the Guardians of the Galaxy. He's in the Guardians of the Galaxy, which is one of Marvel's best books right now because it has the freedom to do whatever the hell it wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is very interesting. It's got a fantastic cast full of people who were huge in the 80s and early 90s, like Adam Warlock mm-hmm. or uh, Drax the Destroyer or Rocket Raccoon mm-hmm. or um, Mantis from the Avengers or all, all these... Ra- all these space I mean, guys. All these space what guys, basically. Nova? Nova is in He's a not part of it. Nova's not some part of that, but Nova has become... Here's the thing. Nova has always been basically a Green Lantern Corps. Okay, oh, really? he's been a great because Nova. It's a Nova Corps. Mm-hmm. It's an intergalactic space guardian. So people who get these special weapons from and is delegate from every single planet, and then they protect the universe. And then during the first annihilation, the entire Nova Corps was destroyed except for Nova, mm-hmm. for the for the uh, for the human Nova. Okay. And uh, he's been basically. He's been given all the power of the entire Nova Corps oh. just inside him. And on top of that, downloaded into his brain has been the world mind, which is the, the depo- which is the depository of from all the Yeah, exactly. It's been the depository of all knowledge from uh, from from the Nova Corps. Mm-hmm. Um, so if he dies, the entire Nova Corps dies. Is that the with same him. thing that talks to the Kree, the face? No, you're, no, 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 no. That's uh, that's no no no. no. Shut, shut up, shut up. Uh, that's um, 
Now I can't think of it. It's not the one. The no, it's not. The Kree is no, the one. The Kree is the one. No, the Nova Corps is separate from it. It's it's similar. It's oh God, what the fuck is that called? That is gonna that piss ain't the me one up. That's not the. It's different thing. It's similar. It looks but like it's a, a face stretch thing. on a computer screen. It's yeah, like, and it's got the tentacles coming it's out like, of it. Yeah. Oh my god! I hate you for for for. It's like Wikipedia. It's like it's a, a giant stomach. alien Wikipedia. It knows it's everything. It's H, it's some sort of an you H don't have to remember it. Oh, no, I guess I do. It starts with what? I think it starts with an H. Oh my god! You have a computer right here. Why are we not Wikipedia? I don't know. We can. All right. This is the the best Guardians of the Galaxy. So the Guardians of the Galaxy. After two crisis events in space, which not, didn't even get to Earth, because space is just kind of big, um, some of the minor characters have said, you know what, maybe someone should guard the galaxy from crap like this so that it doesn't get so far as to kill everyone on various planets. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got like a really great um, you know, action-packed cast of characters who are completely you know, at odds with each other uh, going out there and... Killing motherfuckers And what's really interesting Is that At first they were The Guardians of the Galaxy In name only And then um, They actually guard the galaxy and, Well no 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 But it actually starts Tying into the original Guardians of the Galaxy comic That uh, Jim Valentino did In I want to say Late 80s or early 90s So we've got actually A character We've got two characters From that run uh, Vance Astro from the future um, Who as we all know Is now called Justice <laughs> Oh no <laughs> and just uh, the dude who was on the Avengers. Just this dude who was, was in the Avengers, and now he's the one of the initiative? teachers at Camp Hammond. Yeah, the initiative. Uh, yeah, exactly. And uh, and Starhawk, who uh, was kind of one of these all-powerful type characters. It was kind of annoying, uh, but Starhawk has come back because the future he's from is in a constant state of flux because of crazy shit that's happening in the Marvel universe, and it's no longer the past that he came from. And so, basically, anytime something major happens in the past, uh, he changes. And so he showed up in the comic, and he was this badass dude. He was killing everyone. No, you don't understand. We have to save the future. And then all of a sudden, between like pan- I, I don't remember exactly how. Basically, between panels, all of a sudden he's a woman. Damn it! It happened again. So um, I'm this. yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. No, but no, just look for uh, God. It's not going to be in secret. In- no, 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 no. I'm looking for the one dude. Just look for the Cree. Okay. Look for the Cree. Everything will be okay. What if? We- okay, Everything the Cree. Okay. Here we go. Cree scroll war. Okay. Just keep going down. The hybrid? No. No. Korath? No. Shatterstar? No. Ultimus? Shatterstar's Kree? What? I don't know. That doesn't make any it. fucking We're sense. We're on Wikipedia looking up comic books. We are. <laughs> I, I did this Best by... podcast ever. Is it Yonrog? No! It's got like a. It's <laughs> I'm just like naming a names. Name thing. I was looking for the, the Marvel the Marvel that they did right before they did Ultimate Universe. Yeah. The one that. Um, that Ellis Warren Ellis wrote. Oh, the uh... that one caked ass, and he talked to that guy in it. Yeah, I really thought it was the one mind, dude. No, well, I swear to not. you. Well, anyway, someone on the forums will know who this is immediately and kick our ass for uh, for not knowing it. They can suck on these nuts. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was stumped. I gotta admit, I'm, it's a simple question too. This does not want to. Guys, we we we're, we have an yeah. offer for a, a, a no prize on this one. Yeah. If you guys can answer that one, well, then you, you win no the prize. no prize. Um, video games. We got a dry week, but the, yeah. I got to tell you, the Prince of Persia that can, that comes out yeah. this week, I'm really looking forward to because it scored okay. big. Okay. I, I think IGN gave it a 9.4. It's a platformer. You know, I'm going to be excited by it. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Still looking for, forward to Left 4 Dead, but I'm looking. For, you know, I've got my birthday coming up, so I don't want to jump at getting any video games no yeah because yeah. you never know right left for dead the new prince of persia um you know we're going it's kind of weird having a chris you know birthday I, I think i lucked out i have a birthday far enough in advance of christmas yeah that no that one can pussy out. out yeah that's i always thought that'd be the worst thing about having a birthday on like december 24th because he will give you your birthday get your birthday present bj's and birthday is on december 24th exactly. i'm sorry man because yeah. I, I as someone ever some people have given you gifts like here's your birthday and christmas gift bj people do that shit that sucks that's BJ, cruel I, BJ, i'm that sorry is. last year i only gave you a dvd of uh, benchwarmers this year i will get you a dvd of benchwarmers and you do not mess with the Zohan. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to throw it out there for for anyone. Zohan out, kicked ass. For anyone watching this podcast who is married, which I realize is relatively implausible. I've, no, there's a no, couple. I'm kidding. A couple. I'm kidding. Don't married have sex during April, okay? You're just asking for trouble for your kid. Yeah. Because they're just going to get born around Christmas time, and it's cruel. 
Well, it's I'm, cruel and unusual punishment. I'm in our two capitalist weeks. Society. I'm on the fifth. I'm two weeks yeah. in advance of uh, I know, Christmas, so, so people and, and people do close. a good job. That's I, fine. I get, like that's double fine. presents. Would you, would you really want to chance it? That's no, all I'm no. Yeah. Do not chance it. Do not it. chance it. But we do have our lists of things that we want. Yes, we this, do. This year, yes, we uh, do. Do you have a list? Of I have a list right here. I have a top ten list. Okay, you have a top ten list of things that you want. Are these fictional things? No, these are real things. What are some of the things that you want these holiday seasons? Okay, okay. In lieu of uh, of Christmas, we have a forum thread on the forums that are like, "I want this." Sure. It's just people saying, "I want this," and yeah. it can be like a flying fucking car. I don't know what it is. Right. No. But let's make our. We also have a Geekscape Secret Santa. No, not going sure. on where nice. people are doing round robin. Whoever Big Yanks got is basically getting a piece of shit in the mail. Like <laughs> Big Yanks, I hate to ruin this, but whoever got Big Yanks as their secret Santa, yeah, fuck, I ain't sending them shit. If it gets there, <laughs> it's gonna get there halfway through January. I hate to call Yanks out, but Yanks, I, I can't see that dude not sending very people shit. Man. Not very Christmas. Um, but people are going all out. They're buy- like, you go on the thread and it's people saying stuff like, "I got my gift for my person. I got part one of my gift for that person." As soon as part two, I'll, you know, it's like they're fucking ordering Voltron for the person. I, guess. I don't know, I don't but they're know. waiting for these different parts to come together. Absolutely. The the forums is, it, it needs one more present thread, and it's what, really what you want for Christmas. Yeah. It's not Secret Santa. It's right. not I want a flying car. Mm-hmm. It's what do you want for Christmas, Hanukkah. Right. Well, one of the difficult things with buying gifts for geeks mm-hmm. is extremely difficult. For, so, if, if you're a geek, and I, I mean mm-hmm. this, it means you're passionate about a lot of these things that are, a lot of people consider around like subculture. Okay. So, for example, um, it, it sounds very easy. It's like, oh, what would I get some a geek for Christmas? Well, I'd get them. Oh, I get them the Blu-ray of The Dark Knight. They're gonna buy that themselves. They're not gonna wait two weeks. Well, I've got my birthday coming yeah, up, so exactly. I, I'm not buying Dark Knight or Iron Man or Hulk. Fair enough. The thing is, I just wouldn't risk it. Yeah. I wouldn't risk it. And if you yeah. do risk it, get a gift receipt. All right. So a, give him a gift card. Give him a gift card. Gift card to Best Buy. I, gift card or is Amazon always good. Never but fucks up. It all, the thing for me though is that a gift card always seems so impersonal. Mm-hmm. It seems like you didn't put any thought into it. So I put the other list of things. The okay. things, things that I would like. These aren't okay. all the things I would like. I've given some very specific requests to certain people, but uh, these, these are Your things girlfriend. that. Are you still yeah. dating that chick? Yes, I am okay. still dating that chick. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. She's awesome. We, we tend yeah. to lose them quickly, no, no. geeks. Yeah, it's, no, it's true. That's okay. true. But, um, okay, so I put the other list of things, and these are things that I think just about anyone, uh, would, any geek, okay. would probably want this or some variation on it. Okay. Uh, so uh, here we go. All right. This is William Bibiani's list of things yeah. that the top ten a, things a geek would want. A geek Christmas. would want this Christmas. Okay. Um, and obviously, each geek is different, but I think this we is should all get. We, we should make him wear a Santa beard for this. Yeah. You know, my dad list. looks just like Santa. My dad. We used to tell kids that my dad was Santa. And <laughs> what did they say? Uh, they'd be like, oh, is, "Is he gonna get me a Furby?" No, he's not gonna get you a Furby. <laughs> this was five years ago. This was five. This was five years ago. Um, Okay, so number 10 okay. came out this year. I think uh, did, it came out kind of under the radar, so even fans, not necessarily everyone was aware of it. Avatar The Last Airbender Season 3 Fire. Did okay. you ever watch that show? Your roommate is mm-hmm. telling me how fucking awesome Avatar, Avatar The Last is. Airbender yeah. is the single best kid show that Bruce Tim has not been a part of in Here the last is. 20 years. Oh, great. E- easily last 20 years, probably ever. Okay. And certainly the best like American action show apart from Justice League Unlimited. Wow. Okay, it is spectacularly well written. It's an ongoing story arc. There are individual episodes, but they all fill into it has the a finite thing. point. Has a finite point. The animation quality is excellent. The acting is excellent. The writing is excellent. The action sequences are. What about this um, Kung Fu Samurai thing? Kung Fu Samurai. Or what, what's the thing with with, with um, what, what's the one? Samurai Jack. Samurai Jack. What Samurai Jack is awesome. Don't, I love Samurai Jack. Yeah. Samurai Jack is totally awesome. I will never decry Samurai Jack. Avatar is better. Okay. I okay. stand by that. So, so now it's wrapped up. Yeah. You would say DVDs of DVDs Avatar. of all of them, absolutely, 100%. I did not... They are unfortunately expensive. Okay. They are unnecessarily expensive. Like sometimes television. Yeah, it's, I think it's like $75 for, for the last season. But it is really, really good if you have the cash. Any season... The first season of Avatar, they don't know what it is. The last season of Avatar, if they couldn't afford to get it this year, like I couldn't. Okay. Absolutely Wonderful. Cannot recommend it enough. My audience, is, look, my audience is looking forward to downloading that. Yeah. No, I was going to order a dolphin on the internet and give it to somebody, but <laughs> yeah, I found some people. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so number nine. This is a bit yeah. more. Uh, this is a bit more uh, within people's price ranges. Donkey Kong Jenga. What is that? Have you seen this? They put out a version of Jenga that plays like Donkey Kong. Wait, so you have how? Donkey Kong at the top of a Jenga okay. tower. Okay, each of the Jenga pieces looks like girders. Okay. Okay. Uh, you got a little Mario character, and you got Pauline at the top. 
And the whole point isn't just, you can play it like Jenga. You can totally, there's nothing keeping you from playing Jenga with it. But there's a, rules for it that you remove a girder so that Mario can walk on it. And you have to try to get Mario to the top of the tower before the tower falls. So you replace the girders with the Mario pieces. Yeah, and there are multiple Mario pieces, so more people, more one person can play. And the whole point is you either get to the top and save Pauline, or uh, whoever's closest to the top uh, before it falls wins. Oh, that's awesome. It's really, really awesome. It's like 25 bucks on Amazon.com. Which is a little expensive, but but totally yeah. within within your means. It's not a Secret Santa gift, but for like a good friend, you know. I, yeah. I like to have every Christmas. I like to have one gift that I buy. That's in case someone I don't expect to buys me a gift, I have that gift for them. Okay. You know, and this is a really good one because it's Jenga. Everyone likes Jenga, and it's got new rules, and it's Mario. Who doesn't love Mario? Yeah. So I highly recommend that. It's really cool. I I'm hoping to get it at some point. I don't expect it for Christmas, but. There you go. I think I think yeah. Sony doesn't like Mario or Microsoft. Well, there you go. They're so let's let, let's keep plugging. Let's keep, let's keep plugging. Okay, number eight. This is a big election year. Okay, okay. a lot of people in, my, in our age bracket, you know, twenties, early twenties, around that, just really starting to get interested in the political scene because of such a fantastically involving election what? process. For the month of months of September and October, I could not sleep on weekdays unless I watched the eleven o'clock Daily Show. So what you got? So for those people. I recommend they just they're just releasing on December second the Frost Nixon interviews. Oh. Now they're making a movie of this. Yeah. Okay. With Frank Langella with Ron Howard directed, I'm not a huge Ron Howard fan, but the original interviews in which Richard Nixon, in an effort to pay his legal bills for the Watergate scandal, agreed to be interviewed for about twenty eight hours total. And they ended up editing it together into a special, but in this time a relatively unknown British interviewer named Frost, I forget his first name, I'm really I'm gonna let that slide. Uh, who apparently they picked him because they really wanted originally wanted Mike Wallace. Yeah. And Richard Nixon said, I'm not going on here with Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace yeah. is going to get me. It would be the equivalent of like Carson yeah. Daly. Exactly. Did no one expect like this guy to, to be a yeah, puff piece. This guy nailed Nixon. This guy got Nixon to say things on camera that no one We're ever expected him to say. Yeah, just, just things like, um, I mean, even put it in the trailer. It's like, uh, you, you're confessing to admitting a crime. And it's like, well, it's not a crime if the president does right. it. And it's like, What? So we get to, so get to see a really good piece of history. It's like twenty dollar DVD or less, oh, wow. okay, for a really interesting piece of history. Totally awesome for anyone who got into the election. What else you got? What else have I got? Uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand, the twentieth anniversary edition. It's a good one. We, it's a we got that one. You've we, got that one. Well, we talked about it on the on the show. Yes, love that. It is already out of print. Wow. Exactly. For some reason, Mystery Science Theater three thousand sets go out of print really fast. Luckily, the big chain stores like Target and Best Buy. They don't know from out of print. <laughs> They're not going to jack up the price because right. it's out of print. And it just came out a few months ago, so you might still be able to find it for less than $150, which is what it is going for on Amazon. Okay. Okay, so totally worth we're it. Chugging. We're chugging. We're rocking We're rocking through We've got three minutes left. Number five, for your video game fans, Mirror's Edge or Dead Space. Now, they might already have one or two of these, but if they don't, here's the reason why I'm suggesting they get this instead of Left 4 Dead, instead of mm-hmm. all these other great games. It's because EA has finally started putting out original IPs. Yeah, and they're good games. They're very good games. I like, not, I like the, the demos. Yeah, exactly. They're, they might not be the most brilliant games ever, but we need to support that because they're doing poorly now. And they're having to start firing the teams that made their original mm. IPs. So if you want EA to make something other than Rock Band Madden. and Madden, if you want anything other than that, buy yeah. one of those games. You skipped Justice League International. I did skip. I was getting through. Trade okay. I was in retrospect. I decided okay. to go okay down switch a bit. it up. Okay. Okay. Justice League International volumes one through three. They finally started putting out the original Keith Giffen and J.M. Dimit. Demetrius. Yeah, where uh, Batman punches Guy Gardner in the face. One punch. Keith Giffen is tired of people talking about it, but yes, exactly. Uh, the the quote funny Justice League. But the thing is, if you actually read them, uh, they are ridiculously dramatic. Cool. They're very very good stories. Lots of action. All kinds of awesome shit. Uh, Kevin McGuire, one of the my favorite comic book artists ever, mm-hmm. uh, did all of them. So totally worth getting. Each of them about less than twenty bucks. Number four. Criterion Blu-rays are starting to come out. Now, Oof. all of you cinephiles know Criterion Edition puts out the best movies and the best quality DVDs, but uh, absolutely awesome. Get in the Blu-rays. If they don't have a Blu-ray player, they'll appreciate it for when they do get a Blu-ray player. Okay. So, Chunking Express, Bottle of Rocket, The Man Who Fell to Earth, Last Emperor, uh, and The Third Man, all expected to be out before Christmas. You got it. Number three, Absolute Sandman, no, Volume 4, the last Absolute Sandman edition. Came out last month. Sixty bucks. Sixty bucks on Amazon. Ridiculously good deal. Everyone loves Sandman. Absolutely fantastic. Number two. Yeah. Time Life Video just recently put out the real Ghostbusters complete animated series. This is a holy grail for anyone who grew up in the '80s who loved Saturday morning cartoons. 
147 episodes, two hours of special features, awesome. And number one, the most important thing you can get every geek, uh, Bus Pirates DVD, <laughs> available at www.buspirates.com, with director's commentary, cast commentary, behind-the-scenes special features, $10, only $10 at www.buspirates.com. You totally came out of left field. <laughs> I was going to be like, a dolphin. Um, <laughs> no, guys, that is our episode. Thank you for that list. Thank you. We'll... Uh, we will see you guys next week. My parents will be in town. I don't know who's going to be on the couch. Laura wants to be on the couch just so you guys can vote for her for the second annual Geekscape Awards for Best Guest Host. Or me. Or you can vote for William, our good friend Ian Kerner. There's tons of guests. Go back to the Are, are, are the celebrity guests out. also on the list as Absolutely. well? Absolutely. Oh, God. I, I got to be with Felicia Day. Yeah, sure. Stan Lee. Stan Lee, that's not cool, I think that's a, a more of a Geekscape moment. That is a Geekscape but moment. But we will uh, see you guys next week. Check out the Geekscape website. Geekscape.net and also buspirates.com to see this guy in makeup acting all colorful and yes. theatrical. Theatrical. And thank you That's for beautiful. watching Geekscape. I'll see you guys next week. They always do that in the talk shows, like they start yeah. writing notes. Yeah. Well, so talk like, to, uh, John Stewart likes to tear up his paper. You notice that? I was like, kind of, what, what was on that? It had to have been important, otherwise I wouldn't have put it in front of him. Face, and I'm putting buck yeah. teeth on him. Yeah. There we go. There we go. That's what John Stewart does on camera, too. Those are my notes, for those of you who want to know. <laughs>